together again, again. Gee, it's good to be together again, again. I just can't imagine that you've ever been gone. It's not starting over, it's just going on. Hey, I'm putting my cartoon voice on this one, Chuck. You threw us, you threw us off with that intro. Wow. Okay, we are together again. We wow. are back. Wow. What a surprise! Is that Kermit? Kermit and Miss Piggy. Wow. And that w- we did not know that was coming. That mm-hmm. was a little fun from our executive producer, Chuck. <laughs> He's full of surprises today, isn't he? he is. Wow. Yes. Welcome to Inside the Park, where we connect Sunday to the weekday. Boom. And we are back. We've yes. been gone. Yes. Our apologies to anyone holding tight and yeah, I know hoping, you, you, hoping for that next episode. You could not wait for it to drop. Uh-huh. Refreshing Boom. your feed. Calm down. Refreshing your feed and uh, everything else, trying to wait. So here it is. And this is a special episode for us, Trent. A special episode, you it say? It is. I mean, it's not special, but it is a milestone episode. This is episode number 10. Uh, Wow. Yes. Yes. I've never done 10 episodes in my life. Me either. I'm really proud of ourselves, of us. (laughs) I am too. Yeah. Good job. We've stuck with it. Way to go. Making it happen. But we have been gone. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been busy. Yep. And a lot of things have happened. Here we are getting back to it. So what have you been up to? Well, I don't, I've been up to doing the same old, same old thing. I mean, we got to do a little trip together. Yep. That was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. we went, Arizona. We went to Arizona for our church planning conference out there with Vintage Mission. A blast and really mm-hmm. refreshing and encouraging. Yes. But before that, and that was excellent, but probably my favorite part was our time in Sedona mm. and hiking there. We went to Sedona. And uh, we had an Airbnb, and at night we worked on our constitution and bylaws That's for the right. church. Yep, got those figured out and worked coming out. Soon. Coming, coming soon, coming soon. I know you all are waiting <laughs> to those see those bylaws. Are really exciting. Uh-huh. You got to have them. Uh, and we worked on those. But during the day, we went hiking, and that was really, mm. really awesome. Mm-hmm. God's creation. Yep. Beautiful, outstanding. Yeah. Um, but Bryce isn't with us today. Nope. He is out watching state tournament games. He is at down at Wells Fargo Arena, and he's got the day, the whole day planned yep. out. He's a baller, taking vacation for this day. He's got the kids with them, yep. and they've lined their pockets with baggies, with snacks, and really? food. That does and not surprise me. That doesn't surprise you at all, Bryce, <laughs> does it? And he's got a popcorn bag from three years ago. They can get a refill on popcorn what? instead of paying full price. Are you serious? <laughs> Actually, I used to keep... Because we used to go to Wells Fargo for different stuff like this all the time, mm-hmm. and I would keep a dispose like the refillable cup in my trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. So when I would go to Wells Fargo, I get like half price drink when I go in. Mm. And I went up this time to get it, and they're like, "We stopped doing that because of COVID." Oh, oh COVID really yeah. ruined yeah. everything. So I threw it away promptly and said, "I don't need this anymore." But so uh, youngest son yeah. Noah, yeah. he would. And a friend would go to a movie theater, so they'd go to him to see a movie. Yep. This is disgusting, but they'd get a popcorn, one of the big popcorn yeah. things mm-hmm. out of the garbage mm. and go get a free wow. refill. That's, that's dedication. That's how they get 
popcorn. <laughs> it's really that's smart. It's not a bad well, idea. Smart it's yet a great gross. idea. Gross. Mm-hmm. Is, gross. What you could do, I guess, is line it with some kind of plastic wrap. Yeah, put a plastic uh, bag in the inside. They didn't do that. No. 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 They did. <laughs> but we. One of the things we did was probably my one of my favorite days was, you know. Bryce is that guy that lines his pockets with baggies, mm-hmm. and but he did uh, do a bunch of YouTube work for us yeah. to find not just the cool trails, but like little secrets on those cool trails. That's right. And one of those times, on uh, we climbed to the top of Cathedral Rock in Sedona. If you don't know about it, I mean, it's just look up pictures. Mm-hmm. They won't do it justice, but it's an extraordinary. Yep. And uh, Bryce had this he had watched all these YouTube videos of where you can go when you get to the top that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. <laughs> and YouTube's amazing. And you, he's, we even nicknamed him YouTube. Yep. Cause he was all about great information. I, I, I saw YouTube. this video on YouTube and, uh, we actually got to the top of the mountain and instead of like shouting something like Wahoo or whatever you shout at the top of a mountain, we raised our arms up and yelled YouTube. <laughs> To Bryce. Yes. Yep. To Bryce. And uh, well, that was a really good time. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. But spring breaks upon us, man. I got, I'm got. i going to take a couple of guesses as to where you're going. All right. Okay. Because you are going somewhere. I'm right? going somewhere. My first guess is you're going to get in the car. And did you rent a car or did you find mm, one? Yet to be determined. Yet to be I, determined. I don't know if I'm going to rent. You're, are you going to Turo it? Turo for our listeners is fun too. It's like basically... Uh, Airbnb for cars, yeah. which mm-hmm. with uh, the prices now. It's a with, lot uh, cheaper than Enterprise now. Yeah. With the prices of uh, rental cars now, it's kind of a, a sweet Drive deal. Drive someone else's car. Maybe they're down on their luck and they need to get that yeah. car paid. So they're yep. having someone else pay them yep. to drive their car. I have a $500 car payment every month. Please rent my car yeah. from me. Yeah. I've, I've, there's a couple cars out there that are $65 a day. I'm trying to see if it's worth see, it. See, even that. It's crazy. Like, remember before all this went down with COVID and stuff, I could get like hot wire a car for like twenty dollars a mm-hmm. day. This is crazy. Yeah, sixty five is a good deal right now. It is, but Man. I'm not sure. My vehicles are very old. And now they're on with the, the last gas leg. prices too. I know, and I need to buy a vehicle. And it's a horrible time to buy a vehicle. Yep. But then people say you might as well get brand new. Hello. Whoa. If I, I'm going to be responsible. And yeah. get a brand new vehicle. When, yes. when was that coming? Right. Welcome to the Dave Ramsey podcast. We appreciate you <laughs> tuning in. Uh, so for, for our business. You're going to pay with it in it's cash business. from an envelope. Business. Yep. Strictly it's business. It's good. But I'm I'm going to guess you're going to get a car and you're going to drive down to, are you going to Eureka Springs? Ding, ding. Oh, no surprise right. there. Fantastic. Six and a half hours. Not a bad drive. It's yeah. a little warmer. We know it. It's just our go-to. Yeah. And our kids have friends down there as well. Yeah. So. And if you're in your 40s and you consider yourself a hipster or you don't, it's a great vacation spot, right? <laughs> That's right. Okay, yep. good. Fantastic. Yeah, what about you, man? You got... Yeah, uh, we might... You know, I don't have any big plans. Things have been so busy. I feel like I haven't planned anything. I'm a bad dad in that way. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I'm not going to deal with that dad guilt, though. Don't. Not, I'm not going to do, do it. it, right? I mean, it's okay if we don't go somewhere for spring break. But we might drive down to, I feel like the kids are getting to that age where I don't want to miss the window to go to the city museum in St. Louis. Mm. I've heard it's pretty cool. That sounds fun. <laughs> Work together again. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so maybe do that. See if we can get a cheap hotel in St. Louis. The kids mm-hmm. have never seen the arch. Yeah, that's 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 about that the same distance as Eureka, probably yep. six hours, mm-hmm. six and a half, maybe. So, yeah, well, good. Yeah, I hope you do it. I hope so. Just too. don't say it. Yeah, yeah. All right. But yeah. it's also been um, a hard week on the east side as well. It has been. Yeah, for uh, those of you who don't know, I'm sure it doesn't. I mean, it's all been all over the local news. The yeah. East High shooting. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. tough. It has yeah, um, very sad news, and it's that's our our local school here. Mm-hmm. Um, and neat. And I mean, there's always that side of when it hits home. Right. That's not neat, but like you always hear about shootings and where they had, and then when it happens right down the street from you, mm-hmm. it makes you stop and pause and, and think about things quite a bit. Yeah. But I mean, tragedy also brings people together at the same time. It does. And these are our neighbors. And mm-hmm. uh, one thing the East Side does well is they join together, they mm-hmm. are family. Yeah. And it's really yeah. cool to see that. It was yeah. cool to even see our own church body to, to come together and, and pray. Yeah. That had a prayer night and things, and that was that was awesome. And then Thursday was Warrior Scarlet Scarlet Day, and um, yeah, yeah, I got to go out with you and Bryce to search for uh, some scarlet material. Yeah, at did. Van Gink- at Van Ginkles. Van Ginkles yeah. are your local place <laughs> for all your school apparel. You wearing those Sunday? I'm gonna wear my East. East High uh, sweatshirt okay. on Sunday. Yeah. All right. Stay yeah, tuned, guys. So That's good. Yeah, we feel for our community. We're praying for we our community. Do. We have an in with um, a couple people at East High and talking about how we can help. And right now they said just they love the prayers and the support mm-hmm. and uh, we'll continue to do so. And, and um, yeah, so, yeah. Yep. Thoughts and prayers go out to those families. prayers for sure. Families. For sure. But we began a new series as our, our goal is to connect Sunday to the weekday, mm-hmm. right? We, we started a brand new series this past week in the life of Joseph. Yes. From Genesis 37 to Genesis 50. Wow. Which is fun. Yep. We got done with uh, Colossians a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And now we're uh, getting into the Old Testament, which is yeah. hopefully we can keep a steady diet, diet of that. Of right. New Testament, Old Testament, and a flopping between those two no, as we try to this work is, through This it. is good. I'm 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 gonna I'm enjoying the just the different kind of styles going on here. Yeah. So we have Colossians. You're so much different than I mean, we're looking at Genesis, which is a story. You go from a story, go from theology, deep theology in Christ, you go into a story. And um it'll be good for yeah. me to just see how how you read the Bible and 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 the Old Testament is 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 a little bit different, isn't it? It is different. It's, it's just though you don't read Colossians the same way. You don't preach it the same way either. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you read Colossians, you're like kind of breaking it down and thinking through. Okay, what's the point here? You're right. always doing that, but you're like breaking it down into right. different sections. But with narrative. You don't do that. Like the story isn't meant to be broken down and every single sentence has some kind of meaning or application. It's a story, mm-hmm. you know? So I thought it'd be good to connect it to our own lives in this in this little episode, but also talk about how should we read 
narrative or story yeah. in scripture. Right. Like what does that look like? Yeah, what kind of application am I in, am I looking for when I'm reading through the narrative? Yeah. What should I be applying? Let me give a couple of things we can put in the show notes here as far as um good things for our our listeners to think about. Uh one book and I quoted him this past Sunday was Vodi Bakum. Great name, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's just one that's of those, a strong that's a fun, name. Strong name to say. Vodi. Vodi. Vodi Bakum. Uh he wrote a book uh called Joseph, the Gospel of Many Colors. Okay. And really helps you shape and read Joseph, not just as like a isolated story with a bunch of moral principles, mm-hmm. but looking at it in the whole of scripture and seeing Christ in it. Mm. So that's called Vodi Bakum. Uh Joseph, the gospel of many colors. Gospel, not the coat. The gospel of many colors. Yep. Yep. Good. And then the other one is by Dan Doriani. I think I'm saying that right. It could Hmm. be wrong. Never heard of him. It's called Getting the Message Out. Okay. And it's really just got a good uh, book for reading, um, reading and understanding the scriptures and how to read those well. Mm. And then I also mentioned Jen Wilkin on Sunday. Yeah. And she's got a great study called God of Covenant, which is you can listen to it and follow along with it. Maybe our ladies will do it sometime as a church here, but really good stuff. Love Jen Wilkin and her Bible teaching. Mm. And that's available on Lifeway as well. God of Covenant working Mm, through the second half of Genesis. But I want to just give us a, an idea of what's it look like for us to read and study and preach uh, the book or the life of Joseph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So have you ever been and you've, you, what do you think of when you normally get to narratives? Like, well, have you heard them taught or you've read them in the past? Yeah. I mean, I, when I've read through, you know, for instance, David and Goliath, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always seeing myself as someone that needs to be like David. Mm-hmm. I need to, I'm going to have these huge obstacles in my life, and that's my Goliath. Yeah. And um, I've got to, to slay Goliath yes. and trust in the Lord. What is your Goliath? Right. Is your Goliath pornography? Is it pride? Is mm-hmm. it bitterness? And you yeah. need to slay that in your life, right? right? Uh, I've heard that many times. Many It preaches well, it yeah. right? But as you think about, here's the first thing we want to talk about when we're talking about um narrative and really the Bible as a whole is you want to start with the historical context. Okay. So you want to get into the mind of the Jewish listeners. If Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, Mm -hmm. what did Moses have in mind when he wrote like the story of Joseph? Sure. Right. How would the original hearers of that taken it? Would Mm -hmm. they have looked at Joseph's life and go, okay, I need to not, I need to uh, not show favoritism. Mm-hmm. I need to not throw people in a pit, you know, or uh, I need to do this or that. Right, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, that's what I'm thinking. So, uh, but really, I don't think Moses wanted them to think that, right? And I don't think they mm-hmm. thought that. It was more of this, look how big and how vast and how awesome our God is that he's preserved his people and he's kept his promises to Abraham. Mm. Um, and he's bringing about and sustaining us in our history. And we see that we were in Egypt for a purpose so that mm-hmm. God could continue to save us through famine. And really the emphasis is that God is the hero of the story and not Joseph. So I'm in awe more of 
of God right. rather than me trying to be Joseph. Right. Hmm. I don't know. Like for us in our American context, yeah. and I know just for me personally, I struggle with wanting to be to be the hero in every right. story. You want to be the hero of the faith. Yeah. One of the heroes of the faith. When in reality, I'm more of the brothers that threw him in the well. Mm. I'm the I'm the baker that gets his head taken <laughs> off. Yeah. I'm more the I'm uh the cupbearer that forgets all about Joseph. Right. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's we don't hear I don't know if I've heard that in Sunday school. Well, and it's it's hard to wrap your mind around that, you know? It's mm-hmm. easier to pull out the little things here and there, yeah. you know, but really we want to get to what did the original hearers when they read this, what did they hear? Yeah. So, but I think about for me personally, like it fights in the face of our, our context too, of like, I just, I'm the solution to all this. If I just mm-hmm. rise up and be a better person, then that's, that's the goal here. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when you think about that, like, in your own life, Trent, where do you see yourself like wanting to be the hero and really you just need a bigger vision of God? Because that's what we talked about this week was the story of Joseph is an invitation to have our vision of God expanded. Mm-hmm. Where do you see that in your own life? Yeah, well, that's a good question. I'm thinking, you know, the when I look at, um, let's say, let's go back to David and seeing what he was able to conquer in his life. And I see, see the things that I need to conquer in my life, and it can be just spiritual disciplines. Um, I need to be better at um, prayer, for instance. Mm-hmm, Who doesn't mm-hmm. need to be better at prayer? Mm-hmm. But um, that's one one weakness of mine, um, being bold with my mes- the message of Christ going out there and uh, yeah. being, um, yeah, being courageous. Yeah, and going out there like, um, like like any of the other heroes of the faith, right? I, and that's not wrong, is it? No, not I mean, at all. you should be right. Right, we should be moral. Mm-hmm. We should be learning. It's just wrong to see that as the main point of mm. this, right? Yeah. The scripture and the, these stories are meant to be applied, mm-hmm. but let's not rush right to. I know exactly what the application is. I'm supposed to be like Joe. And here's how I do it. Mm. Let's step back and get a bigger vision of God. And then that application comes, God is bigger than I ever anticipated. And I see what he's doing in this story in the life of Joseph. And I need to to be fully dependent on a God that I can trust. He's the hero. He's my hero. And uh, I'm not. And so I want to trust him. Right. So that's the historical context of what were they of these israelites would have seen and when they read it mm-hmm. but then you look at the canonical context so canonical context context meaning the whole of scripture okay. the canon yeah and where does this story fit into god's story of redemption mm. what's he doing where's he taking us in this whole thing right and then taking it and going where does this fit in all of what god is doing mm. we don't have to spend a lot of time on that one but that's just like when you're thinking about it in that way um, and then the last one is the Christological or the Christ context. So you're looking in, um, is there, let me ask you this question. Is there a wrong way to read your Bible? Mm, this is a trick what question. Is there a wrong <laughs> way to read your Bible? Well, I guess you could put a lens on where you're interpreting it 
while you're reading it, and it would be a wrong way to read the Bible. Yep, yep. yep. So I could read the Bible in, 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 a, in a selfish way, I guess, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. yeah, I suppose. Yeah. That's a wrong way, yeah. I'm thinking about, and I... <laughs> I didn't give you that question, so I kind of threw that at you, and mm-hmm. you probably don't even know where I'm going. So, But when Jesus says to the Pharisees, he says, these scriptures testify about me, mm. right? Right. He was saying to them, you're reading it wrong. If you're not seeing Jesus, you're not reading the scriptures correctly. Mm-hmm. Now— when you think about that, though, you got to be very clear that you're not like looking for Christ under every rock and every nook and right, cranny. Right? I feel like some people have done that. Yes, mm-hmm. I think it was A. W. Pink has like a hundred and fifty ways that you can see Jesus in the in the life of Joseph. Mm, wow, and I'm sure some of them are right. Yeah, but uh, that's a lot. Yeah. I don't think that there's that many in there. But I think that uh, Stephen shows us in Acts chapter 7 too how to read the history of the Bible and see its fulfillment in Christ. Mm. He gives basically the whole history of Scripture right? and then shows that its culmination is found in Jesus. Yeah. Well, you certainly see a lot of themes of redemption in the Old Testament. You see we are not perfect. Yeah. God is. Yep. And he continues to save humanity through his sovereign works and uh, we see that even with the heroes, like the heroes are nothing without God. Right, right, yeah. And, and those heroes are are types of, they point us to Jesus, right? Right. So David is representing the nation of Israel. All of them are cowering in fear, mm-hmm. watching him take on Goliath. And when David wins, the nation wins. Right. So and when I'm reading that story, I'm I'm not seeing myself as the one cowering. In right, fear. you're you're the, you're swinging that thing, That's right. baby. And it's like, no, he's a type of Christ, which means that when you see it, it points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when he wins, when Joseph wins, and he's victorious, his family is saved, mm. and they're an absolute mess. Right, yeah. they're they're a disaster. Talk to us about some of that, though. What what about when you think about these families of the Old Testament? Oh, man. What, yeah. what were they like? Well, talking about uh, Abraham yeah. and Jacob. Yeah. It's like we could, when I, I was just reading through this the other day, I'm like, we could do a, a sitcom here. This is this is funny oh, stuff. You like, can't make it up. You it's can't. crazy. There's so many things, like you're going to fall for that again. You're going to, you're going to, mess up this curse these curses and and even uh trusting not trusting god with uh being scared of the leaders yeah with your um wife with your yeah how many uh, times i mean abraham, abraham told him twice yes. that uh sarah was his sister then isaac did the same thing mm. i mean it, you you see the deception the favoritism yeah, and then the rachel and leah deal and just so much. How Shenan- crazy is that? A lot of shenanigans. So Joseph's brothers are also his cousins, yeah. right? I mean, it's just crazy how yeah. much dysfunction is in the Bible. And so most of us would go, I actually probably shouldn't strive to be like these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I should right. <laughs> That's, like If you look at the book of Genesis, Joseph is like the only guy that seems to be doing anything right in the whole book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that does tell us something about him and what he's doing. Right. It's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So how does that give you hope when you look well, at that? I think it, well, it gives me hope because, um, well, in case my family's listening, I didn't grow up. In, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I have your a great family. family. Your, yeah, your family doesn't <laughs> listen to this. Don't worry. But my mom. No, oh, my family. Mom and dad might. I thought you meant your girls. Okay. Mom <laughs> and dad might be listening, yeah. but your girls don't listen. So. Right. Well, we're an average family. We yeah. got we got a lot of. It may look nice and crisp and clean on the outside, but we're just a regular family. With mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say we're as screwed up as um, Abraham's family, and mm-hmm. but um, we're just ordinary, average people. From well, I'm from Oskaloosa, Iowa. Yeah, and um, we mess up a lot. Yeah, we screw up a lot. Yeah, we sin a lot. Yep, and it gives me great hope to know that God uses people no matter what their background, no matter what their family mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like. Um, he'll still use them if we trust in him yeah. in the process. And it's one of those things of, I was thinking about that just as you were even talking right here and thinking about God and choosing people. Mm-hmm. So often he thinks, we think, well, God chose me to use me because of I've been a really good person. Right. But God actually chooses people who were the biggest screw-ups. Yeah, he loves to use the biggest screw-ups. He's like, I know that I'm going to get a ton of glory. Nobody's going to question it at Mm -hmm. all when I use Trent. That's right. Right? (laughs) Or Brad. It's going to be like, Uh and actually I'm going to have those guys do this together so that it's like, oh my goodness, this is a work of God for sure. (laughs) Right? Yes. And so for the listener that's like, God could never use me. Mm -hmm. I'm a screw-up. I have so many failures. My gifts are not compared to someone else amazing. The more the better. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you want to purposely screw up. You don't want to purposely now. screw up, right? But God does, he loves to do that. Mm-hmm. His glory is put on display. Yep. I think for me and I was just thinking about this last week um I was challenged with the passivity of Jacob mm. that uh he showed favoritism and the way that it destroyed his family. And then he's just kind of like, yeah. what's done is done. Right. Right. And I'm just thinking about that in regards to fathers and leadership is that intentional favoritism is will destroy your family. Right. Mm-hmm. But then after the fact, when things do happen that you've done wrong of just being passive, will do the execs will maybe mm. be even more detrimental. Yeah. So we as dads, need to make sure that we are for me personally i was just thinking about that in the sense of if my if i diminish god uh in my life the effects are going to be there in my life and also in my family mm. right i mean mm-hmm. if i don't have a huge high view of god and his active role in pursuing me when i falter and when i screw up if I don't pursue my wife, my kids, my, the relationships in my life, and I'm just passive, mm-hmm. that's gonna, it's never going to be a good thing. Mm. And so just thinking about that and just the, um, those, I was just challenged with that personally. It wasn't even really a big part of the message yeah. this past week, but just thinking about that. Yeah, that's good. No, passivity is my, my go-to because I'm such a creature of comfort. I, I don't like, um, to, to deal with problems and I'm, 
I'm more of like, oh, let's just chill. And, and I can be self-righteous in that too, thinking I'm not, I'm not stirring up the pot. I'm just, let's just forget about it. Trust, you know, just everything's cool. And there's a lot of times where things have gone sour because I didn't step up yeah, and uh, take a stand where I yeah, should. For sure. Um, I'm also thinking about too, just the, our kind of our premise statement or what we said a lot in this message from this last week was if you lose sight of the God, you'll set your sight on a God. Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you see that trace throughout Jacob's life, how he was always looking for prominence. Right. Uh, he deceived his dad, he deceived his brother. He was always looking for, to recognition as a second born, was not the first born, wasn't the favorite son by the dad. He was always looking for recognition. Mm. And he was looking for um, a relationship. And he thought if Rachel would solve all his problems. Yeah. And then she passes away, dies in childbirth, and then he switches his focus to his son Joseph, and he becomes his God in his life. Right. And it, the devastating effects of all of that. And just thinking about that, if when I lose sight of the God, I'm going to pursue or try to set my sight on a God. Mm. And um, I started to think about that like that this week. What's that look like for me? Um, and I think, I think if I'm not careful, ministry can be a small God in my life, which is tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause ministry seems like it, you should, that should be up there. Right. Like should. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ministry should be like the, uh, nobody could argue that he's working hard right. and doing ministry. Yep. Right. But I think what's so, what I love about Tim Keller's definition of an idol is when a good thing becomes an ultimate thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can say, well, this is a good thing. But even a good thing like ministry can be in the place of the God and becomes a God in your right. life, right? Mm. We're in, we're in the midst of planting a church, and mm-hmm. it's huge and and not it's not huge like in people wise, but mm-hmm. huge in like this big project that we're right. pursuing, and we're gonna do this thing, yes. right? And let's not you're the lead church the lead, planter. Dude, we're gonna make it happen, you know. And so, what though? Where do we lose sight of that? Mm-hmm. And not be worshiping God in the midst of it, like me personally. And so that was just it's been challenging for me to always just be coming back to ministry is an overflow of the ministry that God is having in my life as I'm drawing closer to mm, him. As I'm spending time in his word and engaging with him. And everything should be an overflow of my relationship with Christ because mm-hmm. he is the God. Right. Yeah. And so... Yeah. Yeah. I think. What that, do you think about that? How, what are you tempted to go to? Yeah. Like I said, I am a creature of comfort. So I'm, I'm all about making my life easy mm-hmm. and I don't want anything to get in the way of that. So, um, just, the, just the little things. I mean, sorry, I'm not being self-righteous or anything right now. I'm just, I'm trying to think of a, like a better example, but the only one I can think of right now is when I was, um, running on the treadmill and I was playing, um, something 
on uh, I was playing Netflix and the internet slowed down. Oh yeah. And I'm like that's the time where I get the most upset and angry. I'm like I get stupid angry when stuff like that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is, and I'm and I'm What's, you know you have MediaCom, right? Yeah. Yeah, you need to switch to CenturyLink fiber. They did tell us yeah. that there's up in our speed for free. Really? Yeah, yeah, all the MediaCom customers supposed to be better than what you have. <laughs> no, yeah. not better than fiber. <laughs> Come on. It's no. like light. I know. Mine is, isn't we, it? Like, yes. yeah, fi- that's why they call it I fiber. I can't get fiber. It's a fiber okay. light, yeah. Fiber yeah. light. You can't go faster than light. All right. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, anyway, so God is teaching me really through upset. Mediacom about my idol of comfort. So it's those little things like, yeah. I can't watch this. It's uh, There's a couple things going on. I'm, it's, I'm not in control of it. It should be an easy fix. And, um, it's, it's messing up my, um, my routine. And so anything that messes up my routine, if I have to go out and do something, I got to watch my heart because I had my heart set on doing this when I got home Yep. and my wife has something else for me to do. And I've got to just be very careful about that. So, um, that's really good though, man, because so often we think it's like this big thing, right? When really it can change every 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's the, the little things it, in the life. The core of it is comfort up. that you're right. saying for you, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just that little thing in that moment that is like, yeah, but it's that. Yeah. It's the internet speed. And there's a lot of those little things there's that add up in the day. That. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go back to the church plant part of this. Yeah. I mean, you guys talk about that a little bit yeah. more because it's such a big undertaking. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of little things that are, you and I met this week, and there's a lot of little things that are just kind of like, exploding and they're probably not in the big picture yeah. a big deal yeah right. yeah but it is challenging us yeah right what are we focusing on right yeah i have to point at myself sometimes what am i really focusing on when mm-hmm. this stuff mm-hmm. comes up so yeah. think about planting i mean that's reality for us right now it's reality for us the joys of ministry and the hardship of ministry run on parallel tracks they're yeah. always happening like it, oh, I said we got it's huge right now, but I mean, God has blessed us numerically right now, and people are inviting, mm. and mm-hmm. it's extraordinary what God is doing. It is. And people are like are bringing friends, and and but at the same time, there's like these heavies that are going on at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And so, at the very same time, the joy and the hardship is coming together, and that's where it's like, okay, it's the God. I'm not going to get hung up on that stuff. I'm going to take care of it and do what we need to do. But yeah, we're going to stay yeah. on mission for what God has called right. us to do while hand, yeah. while putting out fires at the same time. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. what you have to do. And so. he, he is certainly above it all and in control. And that's why when we read Genesis, we read in a way to ask God to expand our knowledge of who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that speaks much more volumes than when I go out into the everyday life and knowing that I have the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and, and how mm, he yeah. uh, handled all of that stress and was above it all and guided uh, through it. That's good, man. Because so often I think when you read the Old Testament too, you think this is like, you don't think this is the exact same God. Mm-hmm. It's the same God that they had. Yeah, He hasn't changed. Right. And he's the one that brought them through all these things, and he's still doing what he always loves to do. Mm-hmm. 
bringing out his good through evil, showing us and pointing us now back to Christ, that we are not the hero, that Christ is. And our goal is to have a bigger vision of of God and what he's done. And in so doing, we're going to become more like him. That's right. It brings me back to an epistle, though, in 2 Corinthians, where it says, we with all unveiled faces are beholding Christ Mm. and being transformed from one glory to another. So there's that verse that confirms that the bigger your view of God, the the more godly you're going to be. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if you if you think and I'm not godly right now, I'm really I'm struggling in my relationship with Christ, I would imagine your view of God is very small. Mm. But as you the scriptures say if you can just gaze upon Christ, that's it's not doing something new, it's setting your focus on Jesus and as you do that, he's going to grow you and expand you and transform you as you mm. look at Christ. Amen. Reminds me of that old song, doesn't it? Turn your eyes. And I'm singing it that, uh, which, which, whose version was that? Was that the Hank Williams version? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. You know, the things yep. of earth will mm-hmm. draw strength, will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Mm. But, uh, yeah, yep. man, I'm excited to get into this week. We're looking a lot at God's sovereignty and how he brings about his plan mm. when we can't see it, when we don't feel. Have you ever felt you didn't feel God was present with you? Oh, yeah. You many feel, times. Many times. Mm-hmm. But God's there and he's yeah. working. Amen. So we're going to get into the next part of this chapter and get into that this week. Good. So Looking forward to it. Yes. And if you're not, if you're going away for spring break, listeners, tune in, listen to it, catch up. And uh, read it yourself. If you're going away for spring break, mm-hmm. read from in, Ge- in Genesis 37. Just read the whole thing again. We you can even listen 37. to it in the car with the family. There you go. Genesis 37, read the whole chapter. Take that as your chapter for this, for this week as you're away or if you're at home. And then listen to the message. And uh, let's take it in together. And let's, without the podcast even, mm-hmm. let's just apply Sunday to the weekday as a church. Right. Have a let's bigger view of God. Yeah. Dude, I we need we need to ask you some Spitfire questions, Trent. Me? Yes. Do we need <laughs> we need some good well, firing of spit? Everybody needs to answer the oh, Spitfire okay. questions. All right. All right. All right. Do you want me to ask you some? Yeah, let's okay. get some out. I just happen to have some. We, we need well, of to, course you get, do. You need to come up with a good one for Chuck. <laughs> oh come on. Oh yeah. Um other than inside the park. Yeah. What is your go-to podcast you're listening to right now? Oh, oh man. <laughs> you want to know. Do you want to know, Brad's? <laughs> no, the briefing with Albert Moeller. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Um, it's not what you were well, talking I just listened, <laughs> really hurt now. I just listened to the Art of Manliness podcast, and oh, they just had an episode one. called The Secrets to Making the Perfect Pizza. Really? Oh, that's actually interesting. Yeah. The Art of Manliness is a great podcast. Yeah. It's a really good one. Um, I do like Knowing Faith with uh, a couple of different people. Um, that's a really good one. I do as long, like everyone else because it's the number one re- podcast of all. I like Joe Rogan. It's just fascinating to me. Don't listen to it with your children. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, there are some really fun podcasts. Uh, I've, I've always liked This American Life. I feel like that's like mm, the original podcast. But, if, yeah. If you like history. Yeah. And very strange. Revisionist strange, history? Uh, with Malcolm Gladwell? No, it's called American Shadows. Okay. Mm. I highly recommend it. Okay. It talks American about kind of shadows. the dark history of things. It was very, you know, it and it takes a lot of the dark history that happened. Yeah. And she tells the story of it. It's very, very good. Dark so, history. Got it. American Shadows is the name of American the podcast. American Shadows is the name of it. Okay. Highly, highly suggested. Okay. That's a good one, Chuck. American Shadows. Yes. I will check that. Is it American history only then? That? Uh, a, a little bit of ink. You know, Original colonial, okay, old west, and gotcha. very many different things, but yes, mm-hmm. mostly American history. Okay, yeah, good. Okay, um, Trent, I'll let you start. What is the dumbest way that you've ever injured yourself? I put a three eighths inch drill bit through a piece of wood, and my hand was on the other side. And the three-eighths-inch drill bit went between my ring and finger, and I knew I was in trouble when I couldn't move my hand. The only (laughs) way I couldn't move my hand is if that drill bit had gone in there. So I put the drill bit in reverse and cried for Lydia, and she took me to the ER. Wow. They stitched it up. Pretty big hole. Yeah. Wow. I didn't see any scars or anything. Oh. There you go. Jeez, right underneath the ring yep. finger. Yep. You got to get it. They had to cut my ring off. <sighs> Was it a gold ring? Yeah. How'd they get it off? Scissors. Really? <laughs> gold is soft. It's, good, it's good gold. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. For me, I was working at a college and we were doing like this golf a thon. And I was trying to be really fancy to impress people with my driver and I was like spinning it around. <laughs> And I ended up like really hard hitting myself in the ankle with it, like really hard. And like I did, like at the time it hurt, but I was going around the course and you just like you're golfing like sixty holes that day trying to raise money. And by the end of it, I couldn't walk, and I had to go to the ER. Idiot. <laughs> I'll do anything to try to impress somebody. So, nope. like, yeah, it was bad though. It ended up being like a bone bruise. wasn't broken, but it was okay. It was that's bad. even worse. Yeah. Mm. I didn't break my ankle. I had a bone bruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds which I think is a pathetic. nice way of the cert- of the uh, people in the ER going. Oh, stop being a wuss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are you What are you doing here again? <laughs> I swear just, it's broken. Just tell, tell him it's a bone bruise. <laughs> Let's get him out of here. Bone bruises are actually worse than breaks, Brad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I told people. Well, here's it some actually baby was aspirin. more painful. Here's some baby aspirin for you. <laughs> we got a guy that has a, a something out with a real injury. Can you get out of here so we can? <laughs> All right, yeah. we'll start with you, Brad. Okay. What weird food combinations do you really enjoy? Oh, man. Yeah. Great. Mm, mm, interesting. I don't know. I'm not really like a mixer of foods, um, food combinations. Do you have something, Trent? I, I mean, I like peanut butter on pancakes with syrup. I don't I know don't, if that's weird. I don't consider that weird, no. Okay. This, I'm trying- this morning I had an egg, egg on a bagel with cheese, but it was a blueberry bagel. My wife thought that was really weird. <laughs> yeah, but that was probably on accident. No, it's out it's of necessity. And I was like, actually, it's like salty and sweet at the same time. It's okay. really, 
mm, quite good. Man, I don't know. I know for me, Do I... Do you say bagel or bagel? You must have bagel. something. Bagel. What's yours? Well, I always... It, it, it is very strange, but yeah. I, like, I like beans with cottage cheese. So I've always mixed mm. beans with cottage cheese. That's weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Doesn't sound bad, actually. <laughs> I could see how it'd be good. Like like green beans or like... No, no, no baked no. beans. Baked beans. Yeah. Baked beans. Oh, okay. Yeah, baked I could beans. see that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm. Oh, man, those are some good ones, man. Did you come up with one for Chuck? No, I had him answer his own. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Chuck, what was your first car? Um, well, actually, my first car, when I, I, I got a car when I was 16, and it was a 1972 Vet. Mm. Chevette? Chevette. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you pause there for yeah. I know where he's going with it. He's going to say Chevette. Chevette. It yep. was a four-door. Oh, man, that's, like, rare. A little four-cylinder. It yeah. got everywhere in the snow. It was awesome. Mine wow. was a 78 Chevette. Wow. So you know. Yes. There's something about yep. us Chevette owners. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mine was a Ford Probe. So, mm. yeah. What year? I think it was, like, a... You're a young guy. 89. 89. Yeah. But my favorite car was a 1990 Dodge Daytona IROC. Oh, okay. I had it for two weeks, and I wrecked it on 235. Idiot. I ain't going to stop that question. My dad had just got me a brand new CD player for my birthday, and I was messing with the CD player. Of course you were. And then I looked up on 235, and all the traffic was stopped, and I ended up going under a Jeep, but didn't do any damage to him. Totaled my car. Wow. But then I got a... uh, of course, I told the judge my brakes went out. I was a young 17-year-old kid. I didn't know any. But because my brakes were ruined as a result of hitting, I was like, the brakes went out. That's what happened. Mm. It didn't have anything to do with me right. looking down. Right. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, this has been a, a beautiful day at the park. It has been. And, and we uh, didn't even talk about the weather today. We didn't. Wow. That was, was that the 10th episode where we did not talk about the weather? It is pretty cold out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it, it just got ruined. All right, we're at the end of the trail, guys, and uh, it's been lovely walking with you through all of this, and we'll see you next time. Yes.